Why should you be first? Because I'm a lady, that's why. Oh, you're not a lady. You're nothing but a sister. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations, we believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out and talk about what makes them so magical including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. All right. We are officially in the 70s. Yeah. With the Disney animated canon. Come on, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> that takes it back to 2020. Oh, man. I had to. Oh, I had to. Man. We're in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Cool cats and kittens. We're talking about and the Aristocats the today. The Aristocats. This was, yes. a, this was a first for you, right? This was. I'd never watched this movie before, yeah. ever. So, yeah. So, this was a fresh take. And Kai had never, he had seen bits and pieces here yeah, and there, but he had never seen it. seen it in one sitting start to All the finish. Way through. So yeah. I was the only one who had history here. I've got history with yeah. the Aristocats for sure. Yeah. So this was brand new. So yeah. kind of always, and that's part of the fun of this experience right. is getting introduced to some of these movies that have been around for a long time. But, you know, you just never, for me at least, I never stopped to take the time to watch. So. Yes. Before we get into the trivia, just a quick little reminder to everybody that we would love for you to rate, review, subscribe to the show so you don't miss any episodes along our journey, especially if you are watching the movies with yes. your family alongside of us. And if you are doing that, we would so love we, to hear from you. Seriously, we want to hear about it. I would love to hear like what has been your favorites. Are any of these new to you or right. any of them new to your kids? What are your... What does your family think about them? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to hear all the feedback. Yeah. So, so please send us a message or let us know. Well, and probably the best way to do that is your Facebook page. Yep. So if you don't know where that is or you don't trust your memory, which... <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Uh, you can check our show notes. Those are at the bottom of this episode. You just scroll all the way down and you'll find a link there to Krista's Absolutely. Facebook page. We'll so link that Instagram you can, too. Yeah, so that you can join the conversation right. and let us know how this journey is going for you. Because yeah. we are well into the pop era. We are. At this point. We are. Yeah, we're several movies deep now into the pop era. So let's talk a little bit of trivia okay. for the Aristocats. So the Aristocats is supposedly based on a true story of a Parisian family of cats who inherited a huge fortune in 1910. Now, I say supposedly because I found this mentioned in a couple of sources, and even one of those sources admitted, hey, there's no solid proof of this. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not, like, an article to necessarily sure. point to, so maybe it didn't really happen. But here's the deal. 
There have been other stories of people who have left money and objects to their pets in their wills. So it's not impossible that this actually happened. Yeah. I mean, I said throughout this movie that she's the ultimate cat lady. We got the ultimate cat lady she's here. She's the ultimate we really cat do. lady. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of cats, I mean, that's the main you know theme, the theme here in this everybody movie. Everybody wants to be a cat. That's right. So uh, Thomas O'Malley, our cool cat here, mm -hmm. was originally intended to have stripes. Oh. But... During the work on the Jungle Book, I got yeah. I got to connect it back to previous yeah, movies whenever sure. I can. So director Wolfgang Reitherman discovered with Sher Khan just how difficult and time consuming stripes are. So they said, all right, Tom, you get a wardrobe change yeah. for dropping the stripes. And I don't think that really would have worked for it wouldn't O'Malley. Have. He looks like, better just he looks, yes, plain orange. Just, yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. No stripes for O'Malley. It, That's not his vibe. Yeah, it was a good artistic choice. Yeah. So uh, this is our third Disney animated feature film to be set in France mm -hmm. after Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. But this is the first one to specifically mention being set in France. Yeah, it's very clear. It's Paris. Yeah. It's mentioned. It's the, You see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, those other two, it's more contextual. You kind of sure. pick it up sure. that it's in France. But yeah, here it's very obvious set in Paris. 1910, right? Yeah. The kittens, Toulouse and Berlioz. Did I say that correct? Berlioz? Ber Berlioz. Okay, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I know Spanish. I don't know French, okay? <laughs> so bear with me here. Uh, anyway, they are named after two French artists. Hmm. Painter Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec and composer Hector Berlioz, which we'll, we'll touch on those talents later on in, in the episode. Mm -hmm. So just hold on to that thought. But anyway, here was what was really weird. Toulouse was originally named Dopey. Absolutely not. There's already a Dopey. <laughs> I know. Well, and they Who thought that that was an original idea? They Well, they weren't going for an original idea. They actually wanted to name him after Dopey from the Seven, you know, Dwarves. 100% no. There is one Dopey. One. Right. It, it was a good change that they said he needs I a cannot. name for himself. Absolutely yeah. not. Likewise, of course, again, we're about to talk about history here mm -hmm. in a second. So Napoleon and Lafayette, yep. the dogs, yep. they're named after two French generals. Absolutely. Napoleon Bonaparte and Marquis de Lafayette. And if Kai were here, he would He'd start be singing, singing some Lafayette Hamilton. from Hamilton. <laughs> his, his favorite. That's his fave. <laughs> Immigrants, get the job, job done. done. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, earlier. Without uh -huh. spoiling too much, but uh, Scat Cat also kind of briefly shows up in Robin Hood. Yep. So, again, if you are watching along, kind of keep an eye out for him to, to show up in, in that next movie. And now, a history lesson. Hooray! So, originally, Walt Disney had suggested to writers Harry Title and Tom McGowan to find some animal-centric stories for a couple of live-action episodes of the Wonderful World oh. of Color TV show. Interesting. Yeah, so, you know, we've talked before about how, of course, in the 60s, TV was a really big deal. Disney was doing a lot of stuff on TV. So, mm -hmm. so that's where this originally came from, is 
Walt wanted a couple of animal episodes for sure. the show. Okay. Now, after some back and forth with the scripts in 1962 and 1963, the project ended up getting shelved. They just couldn't quite figure out what they wanted to do with it. Okay. Then one of those writers, Harry Title, he suggested to Walt hey, maybe we should rework this as an animated feature, hmm. okay? Now, that idea would not be explored seriously until 1966, when Ken Anderson of Disney Studios was given the task to see if, hey, could we actually get this story sure. to work as an animated film? Which, to me, I'm like... How's that even a question? I feel like right. this works better... Way better as an animated film. Yeah, than do not ever turn to do this a live into a action. live action, yeah. guys. But anyway, I wasn't there at the time, so, sure. you know, benefit of a doubt. After seeing some of the preliminary sketches, Walt Disney approved the film shortly before his death. So, that makes the Aristocats the last animated feature given the green light mm -hmm. by Walt Disney himself. Mm -hmm. And it's the first animated feature entirely completed after his death. Got okay? it. Okay. So, new era of Disney history yeah. happening here. Yeah. The movie was released on December 24th, 1970. So, well, Christmas time it was a action Christmas happening time movie. here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And while it got favorable reviews and had a, you know, pretty, pretty decent box office performance, it didn't match the success of either 101 Dalmatians or The Jungle Book. So Yeah, it's not up to that level. It, it's not. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it really for the history yeah. here. There's not a ton more on this. So let's get into the personal history. We've already touched on the fact that this was my first time watching it. Mm -hmm. So how about you? Did you grow up watching this yeah, one? Yeah, I did. Okay. There was a season in my life mm -hmm. where I I was very into cats um, and Aristocats was one of my favorites as okay. a little girl. So, you know, I mentioned in the Pinocchio episode, I had a cat named Figaro. Yeah. After Figaro, Figaro the cat sure. in Pinocchio. I also had a cat growing up. She was my favorite cat and lived the longest. I had a cat named Duchess oh. after Duchess from the Aristocats. Yep. And so um, I did love this movie. I don't know what exactly. I think it was one my parents just, you know, like picked up on VHS it, when it came, it came out, out in the, the vault. vault. Right. And was like, cool, <laughs> here you go. And, you know, back then, again, kids these days, they don't even they don't know. know. They don't even know. <laughs> they don't even know. It's like a new movie after 10 years, you know? So I think for me, there was like a whole, when this did come out of the vault, there was like a whole resurgence of like, the Aristocats. And I think The Aristocats is one of those like animated Disney movies that's not super popular, but has kind yeah. of a cult following. Yeah. I mean, you could say that of almost any of the Disney movies I feel like that are not as popular. Like you're always going to find some really avid fans for, yeah. for some of these movies. Yeah. So, but yeah. I think Aristocats is, is one of those. Yeah. And so for me, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I liked Cats. When I was a kid, I will say I'm definitely a dog person now, but I liked cats a lot when I was uh, when I was a little girl. And I loved this movie because I just thought the kittens were so cute and I loved Toulouse. And I was telling Kai this, but like I have a memory of my family, one of our many Disney trips to the parks when I was little 
And Toulouse, I loved, he was my favorite cat. And I wanted a like plush Toulouse so bad. And it was one of those like, you know, and this when, was when you were like this, 17 years old. No, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Get out of here. No. Anyways, anytime that they brought a movie back out of the vault, there was also like merch attached to it. Of Obviously, course. they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They know what they do. So, you know, at that time, like we were in the parks. And so like there was this kind of like resurgence of like Aristocats mm-hmm. stuff and merch and things. And I wanted a plush to loose so bad. And we couldn't find one anywhere. And I... It was like my my wish, okay, to get a, a stuffed too loose. I never did find one. My sweet parents, I distinctly remember them going to so many stores yeah. in the Disney parks. They were stopping at like every Disney store like your there parents were, would. My parents yeah. would. They I mean there were there were plush Marie's everywhere. Everywhere. I'm sure. everywhere. Yeah. There were plush and I remember seeing Berlioz, but no mm. Toulouse. There was Duchess there was Marie, there was Berlioz, there was no Toulouse. I don't remember seeing an O'Malley either. Maybe they had something against the color orange. Maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. But I never could find a stuffed Toulouse. And they stopped and everyone, do you have a Toulouse? And they were like, no, we don't have a Toulouse anywhere. So I never got that. But that's my Disney Parks connection. Here. I'm sorry. Do you, do you need to talk about this more? I don't. I'm, my, I'm okay. My... But I do want to know, <laughs> listeners, if you ever got a stuffed Toulouse, please tell me where you found it. If it was, <laughs> if it's Disneyland Paris, then I can't do anything about that. But you know, I just need to know. So yes, this was a favorite as a little girl. And I, it was one I watched quite a bit. Okay. That, yeah, that's new information to me. We haven't really talked yeah. about that before. Yeah. So You know, as far as my first impressions of this movie being the first time I watched it, um, I don't know if I will be watching this one again anytime (laughs) soon. Now, that being said, I think this movie was better than actually what I was expecting. Okay. I did not have high expectations Mm -hmm. for probably partially because, again, I'd never seen it before. This wasn't one that I grew up hearing people talk about. Right loving this movie right Right. so i think going into it there's already a part of me saying like oh this one probably is not the best you know so i will say it was better than what i anticipated but you know what i can check it off the list and say i've seen it and (laughs) there will be no tears if i don't return to this i will say like watching it now because i haven't watched it in years um, I will say watching it again, I was like sitting there going like, you know, it's a good movie. There's some cute parts. But I was going, why did I love this so much when I was little? It's, you know, it, it's a bit the, disjointed. <laughs> it is very disjointed. That's, that was like, my thing. Watching it is I was like, what is happening? Like there's yeah. so, like there were some storytelling problems that I clearly didn't catch up on as a kid. I didn't care about that. Right. It was well, sure. cute, cute kittens is what I cared about as a kid. Right. Watching it as an adult, there was definitely some storytelling problems that I was like, why did I love this so much? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a couple things going on. So, um, you know, again, it's not a, it's not a bad movie and I know this has its avid yeah. supporters. It's not on my favorites anymore, but I do think it's a cute movie. Yeah. But, but again, I will say to end on the positive, yeah. it was better than what I was expecting. Sure. So I did enjoy watching it. Sure. It's just not one I'm going to return to on a yeah. regular basis. That, that's all. You okay. Know? That's fair. Yeah. Lights. Camera. Action. Action. 
All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's just get right into it then. Uh, what are our favorites in this movie, Krista? Um, upon this viewing, I would say I have a couple of favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes is I do love the scene where you know the the kittens are show take showcasing their talents duchess brings them in is like it's time to practice as a good mother does and i just think it's cute i love that scene i just think it's a cute cute scene cute song i always loved that song when i was a little girl i would sing that one a lot also my favorite scene i had another one this time that Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed and that was the first well, actually, both of them. The scenes with Lafayette and Napoleon yeah. chasing Edgar. I think that those scenes are so funny. I love those two dogs. Yeah, they're, they're so funny. much fun. So I did love those scenes. And then favorite character, I'm sticking with Toulouse. I just love his feisty personality and how bold and brave he is. And... He's just cute. Okay. Also, my favorite song is definitely O'Malley, the Alley Cat. That's mm. my favorite song. I love that song. I just, it's catchy. It's jazzy. Yeah. I like O'Malley. It's my favorite song. Okay. Kai, over to you. Favorite character O'Malley. scene. O'Malley. Oh, okay. O'Malley. Okay. Yeah. What do you yep. like so much about him? I just like him a lot. You like his vibe? Yeah. What's your favorite scene? The part with the, the everybody wants to be a cat. Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. that's a good Where one. They're jamming out. Yeah, and they don't even know that their instrument's broken. Yeah, how they go, kind of. They're jamming out so hard. They're they they're uh, breaking okay, through their the yeah it's the, it's the floor building. <laughs> <laughs> floor beneath them. They kind of created their own yeah. elevator almost. Uh-huh. Is that your favorite song? Everybody wants to be a cat. Yeah, that's your favorite song too. Mm. Sounds good. You're that. Um, my favorite character in the Aristocats. I already know who it's um, gonna be. Who? Yep. It's the lawyer. Yes. <laughs> George. No, not George. Edgar. He's the villain. Yeah. George. George. George the lawyer. The lawyer. Yes. You, you cracked up at him. Yeah. yeah. Where's his movie? Can we just have a George <laughs> the lawyer movie? Cause I'll buy a ticket. I knew you would. I knew you would like that one. Yeah, no, he he's the best character in the entire movie. Uh, uh, Though I did also enjoy the scenes with Lafayette and Mm -hmm. Napoleon. Mm -hmm. I thought they were funny, even though they don't really have that much to do with the actual plot of what's happening. They They never meet the cats. Like they kind of have their own little subplot. Uh, I like them. So, you know, I, I guess that tells you a little bit about how I feel about this movie about cats. That my favorite. Characters are are the the dogs dogs. and the Mm -hmm. old man. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. You did crack up at his lines. Yeah, he was great. He was amazing. Yeah. Like I said. He doesn't need an elevator. Yeah. Just hop on up the stairs on Edgar's back. That's right. I don't know that I really had, uh, you know, the music was okay. Yeah, it's not the best. But it wasn't, there wasn't really any that stood out to me where I'm like, oh yeah, this is a a jam right here. Right. uh, But I did like the scene uh, early on that you were talking about with them practicing their Mm -hmm. talents. I did think that was a cute and creative scene Mm -hmm. uh, just to kind of let you know a little bit more about their personalities before the main story kicked off. So I did like that. 
part of the movie. Right. Yeah. So, okay, anything that we don't like or surprised by any anything like that for this movie we need to let people know about? Um, I think kind of just what I mentioned earlier is something I never picked up on as a kid, but I definitely did as an adult is just there's just kind of a lack of cohesiveness here with the storytelling. Uh-huh. It's very, you know, kind of piecemealed in some ways, like why does the goose scene need to be in there? It, yeah. it, it gives crazy nothing goosey. to the story. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's a little crazy. Yeah. And um, yeah, so also that's a little bit of a, you know, to the parents. There's one goose in particular that has a little bit too much fun with a certain substance. Yeah. I mean, they do frame it that it wasn't on purpose. For sure. He was, you know. About to be cooked. There is that, but still, it's, anyways, it's a yeah, bit problematic. It's, it is. So yeah. you know that adds nothing to the story. And even though I love, you know, Lafayette Napoleon, it's like they don't really contribute to what's going on. It's just makes it, it a comedic a yeah. scene, you know, with Edgar, or whatever. So, and I just think it kind of moved really fast. You know, it's just like. Mm-hmm okay, he overhears it, and then this happened. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't a whole lot of development. Yeah. Like, I felt like I needed more to really like the story, and he's just a he's just a different villain. He's he's not a very villainous no. villain. He's and also not very careful. He's also just not very bright. No. <laughs> <laughs> In a lot of ways, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he makes Horace and Jasper look like geniuses, basically. Right. That's, yeah. so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, there's one scene where there is a maybe some cultural sensitivity mm-hmm. issues for parents mm-hmm. to be aware of. When, Similar to what we saw in Lady and the Tramp. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there is that, I think, for parents to be aware of going into it. Um, nothing nothing over the top, but... Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Kai, Kai how about, about you? you? Anything that bothered you here? No. Or that you didn't like? No. no. Was, is this one of your favorites? Slightly. Really? Slightly. You know, take the cats out, putting the dogs. Okay, well, then so it's not. <laughs> yeah. In, in other words, like... Just go watch 101 Dalmatians yeah. if we want to watch go. a... <laughs> you want to watch A complete puppies. dog movie. There yeah, you go. We'll watch a movie cat. about a pet napping. Yeah. Okay, cool. What about... I, I'm not going to have much to contribute to this part because this was my first time watching sure. this movie. So there really wasn't anything that I didn't, mm-hmm. like, knew that I noticed because every, it was all new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Krista, how about you? Yeah, so I did notice watching this I think it's Lafayette. He's the main, the lead dog, not the, not the Basset Hound, but the other one. Right? Yeah. He's, okay. So. He has the hat. So yes. yeah, he's the Lafayette. leader. Okay. So <laughs> I noticed Lafayette's voice this time. Uh-huh. And I uh, noticed. this out Yeah. Too, and I noticed Lafayette's voice is very similar to who we're going to talk about in our, in our next movie um uh-huh. robin hood he sounds very similar to the sheriff, the sheriff. and so mm-hmm. i definitely picked up on that this time because as a little girl i quoted that a lot the wait a minute i'm the leader i'll decide <laughs> when, it's over. when it's over i'll decide when we're doing this I'll, i always thought that was so funny yeah. and so um, I noticed that, and that was the biggest thing, I think, for me. Um, and there's a couple of them in there, actually. Yeah, I, you know. You want to say now, one, Kai? Disney characters are, are real, of course. Absolutely. We, we know this. We know that. But 
the animals, because they don't speak human language, they need to borrow mm-hmm. human voices, sure. right? And so, yeah, there's some voices in here that, uh, you know, that we hear. That sounds similar. There's one voice that we're going to hear what did you again with the rescuers. There was a certain... O'Malley's Baloo. O'Malley sounds a lot like yeah. Baloo. Yep, yep. What else did you notice? There was one more you said. Oh, yeah, Rockford. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, Rockford. Yeah, the mouse. Mm-hmm, the mouse. Yep. It sounds like a one, another who we're about to get to, Pooh Bear. He sounds yep. similar Why to Pooh. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So, similar voices floating yeah. around here. Anything else that you noticed? No, or that's just the it. voices? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few in here we might hear again. All right. Well, then let's get into our questions. So we've got five main cats in the storyline. Duchess, Marie, Berlioz, Toulouse, and O'Malley, of course. So the question is, which one do you feel like you are the most like? Well, I'm sassy like Marie. I always liked her. Your girly and You know, girls don't start fights, but we sure finish them like... I get her feistiness. I also was a bit of a tattletale as a kid. I'm not going to lie. I'm not super <laughs> proud of that, but I, <laughs> I, I definitely was. Um, but then I would say now, as a mom, I'm a lot like Duchess. Sometimes I do feel like I'm herding cats with my two boys. Mm-hmm. So that's me. Kai, yeah. what about you? Toulouse. Oh, yeah. The bravery. Sure. The brave one. Yeah, he's always ready. He's ready to fight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think of these cats, I am the most like Berlioz. Yep, I agree. He's He's, he's artsy. a bit more, yeah, he's artsy. He's a bit more easygoing. Yeah. I mean, he's playful still. But... He is, but he's chill. Yeah. MJ is to be determined. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where he fits in. Yeah. This, not not this so sure yeah. about him. I think he'd probably relate to, to Berlioz at this point. Probably He so. loves music and he is pretty sure. chill, but. Well, speaking of that scene where we see their talents, that's actually our second question here. So we see the cats with several unique talents. Toulouse paints. Toulouse paints. paints. Yeah, I, I just said that. Yep. Toulouse we're just, paints. We're just, we're just hammering it home. Reaffirming. Yeah. Berlioz plays the piano and Marie sings. So what talent would you want to teach to your pet? Go ahead, Kai. Go ahead, Kai. I want to teach a dog to do that thing where, like, they have to run and, like, they have to, like, use, like, throw a ball and, like, they have to catch it in midair and then jump and then land in, like, water. Like, pool. <laughs> like, that type so of fetch. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But earlier you a said Okay. Earlier you said you wanted to do like the dog show that you see sometimes on TV where yeah, they have to do all those sh- obstacles. Obstacle courses. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I'm talking about the other one. There's one where they had to they, do They they did have one one time that he saw where they had to like jump into mm. water. It was okay. like a diving okay. type competition with dogs. Got it. So yeah, so so you're going kind of the sports route yeah. with with teaching your, your pet a talent. Yeah. Okay, all right, Krista. Well, I have mentioned in the Peter Pan episode, uh-huh. not necessarily a talent, <laughs> but I'm sticking with it. I would love to teach my pet to clean up the house. Nope, not a talent. <laughs> that's That's called a discipline. Everyone needs to be able to do it. 
You, okay. you got to pick a talent. You gotta um, pick a talent. I would maybe say some sort of musical instrument. I'm surprised you wouldn't say dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did kind of teach Pup Pup how to dance. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah, actually. I did kind of. You, yeah, you, you were well, not was, home with yeah, us this yet. this was before you were around. So. Mm -hmm. Teach him to tap dance? No, I taught no, him to just... Like she kind of held his paws and he would kind of go around in a circle. Go around in a circle. Yeah. So kinda, I did yeah. teach our our old dog Sirius how to dance at one point. So yeah, I'll yeah. stick with dance. Good good thought. Yeah, I would go with paint. I yeah. think it would be fun to teach a dog to paint if you could actually mm -hmm. get them to do it on on a surface and not on the <laughs> wall. So. Just let him step in paint, put some canvas down, and walk around on it. And you got yeah. some art. Someone would buy that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Someone yeah. would buy that pet painted art. Yep. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely going with paint. But oh, we also have a three person. We all said dog. Well, we're dog people. We are dog over yeah. here. But yeah, so we'd love to hear what other people want or if your pet has a talent Ooh. we want to hear does your pet or see it have a talent huh? yeah please let us know yeah. or send us a message chris with is like on a, instagram i am now, so. i'm on instagram my handle is stmt krista we'll put it in the show notes but if your pet has a talent please send it to me absolutely a hundred i will repost it for sure <laughs> bye let's go to the parks Okie doke. Let's talk about park connections here because like we've talked about on, you know, many of our episodes, sometimes there's not necessarily an obvious yeah. connection. And again, that's not being one of the most, uh, you know, popular sure. Disney movies. But, you know, let's talk about still how it is connected with the park, especially for for those, you know, people out there who those do really cool love cats, this those movie. Those cool cats and kittens. All right, well, let's start at Walt Disney World, and I first want to talk about a resort that we have not mentioned. I mentioned some okay. resorts on the podcast when, when there's connections to them especially, but this one I want to mention because, you know, Aristocats is set in Paris. It's set in France, and so I want to talk about one of the newest resorts at Walt Disney World, which is the Riviera Resort, because... The Riviera Resort is inspired by the French Riviera. It is a beautiful resort. Absolutely beautiful. And it's a deluxe resort. And it's on the Skyliner, which means you have quick access to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. And you get deluxe extra magic hours. But all that to say, the reason I included that in here is because it's inspired by the French Riviera. And they built this resort because Walt actually had a like connection to the French Riviera. He loved hmm. that area. He loved doing family vacations there. He was inspired a lot by that area. Um, and so this is a resort that really it's like they took kind of, you know, Walt's love for it and weave in several different classic Disney stories. You see several different things, you know, it's not overt like some of the other resorts where, right. you know, the theming is very, it's very there. It's very in your face. Riviera Resort is not like that. While there, you definitely see like there's this amazing tangled mosaic 
that is amazing. There's an amazing Peter Pan mosaic and there's touches of Beauty and the Beast and all kinds of different stories at the Riviera Resort. But I wanted to include this because of that. And there's an awesome restaurant called Topolino's Terrace. It's a character dining restaurant at breakfast. Um, and there, the characters are Mickey and Minnie and the classics. And they're all dressed up in their like cute French Riviera outfits, which is just precious. So nice. I wanted to include that in there because I do think even though there's not like a clear connection to the Aristocats, since it is set in France, I do think Riviera Resort works, and I think it would be a great place to stay. Well, and you mentioned Minnie, who we know is a cat Absolutely. lover. She, so yeah, she Absolutely. Yeah, she has a got, cat. Yeah, she's yeah, got a pet she's, cat. So. Yeah, she does. There you go. <laughs> All right, so keeping with Walt Disney World, of course, I want to move over to Epcot and talk about the Paris Pavilion. So, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, if you want a little, like, taste of Paris while you are at Walt Disney World. You can stop in the Paris Pavilion at Epcot. There's some great restaurants over there. Um, you can stop and get in some macaroons and, you know, maybe also say hi to Remy. But again, no overt Aristocats connection there. Though I am kind of curious because sometimes there's some things hidden in the parks it's that you true. don't always notice. Like, this is why I love going back to the parks over and over again. Because no matter how many times I have gone, I've grown up going to the parks. There are still things. Like, we were just at Disneyland and there was something that I noticed that we had just never walked through. It was the, it was the lantern that looked like uh, Rapunzel's Tower. You had never noticed that yes, before. Yes, and, and some other things. Yeah. But... Anyways, so I do, we're we're about to head to Disney again, to Disney World. And so I am kind of curious when we go over to the Paris Pavilion, I am kind of curious to see if there's any, you hidden know, Aristocat. hidden Aristocat yeah. things. So, hmm. so if there is, I will post it on my Facebook and Instagram and let you know. So yeah. keep, keep track of that. Yeah, and that is a fun thing about the parks is you, yeah. you have to pay attention to those details. There's so because, many details. Yeah, because it's it's easy to miss if Especially, you're not. Especially like when you're very like go go go. We got to yeah. get to our next ride. We want to do right. our next thing. Um, but it you know slow down, take it all in. Like there's so many hidden gems. So yeah. we're definitely going to be on the hunt for that. And then I do want to mention that. Sometimes, you know, there's always special events going on at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And they, mm -hmm. with those special events come special character meet and greets that you don't get any other time in the park. So I do know that there have been special events where Marie specifically has come out for character meet and greets. Okay. I can't guarantee that that's going to happen again or what event she may or may not make an appearance in, but it has yeah. happened. So this is, again, a great reason that I've mentioned before to go to some of those special events that are hosted like the Halloween party and the Christmas party and Disney after hours and Disneyland after dark themed events and sweetheart night. Like there's so many great special events and you never know who you might get to see. So yeah, if you go to a special event, keep on the lookout. You may see Marie can't guarantee it, but you might. And then of course, since it's set in Paris, we've got to talk about Disneyland's Paris. We got to. 
Yep. So obviously, if you ever go to Paris, you must stop at Disneyland Paris. And it is obviously an international park, and I can plan a Disneyland Paris trip for you if that is something you were interested in. Um, but the kittens and even Edgar have made some appearances at Disneyland Paris in the past. Again, can't guarantee that that's going to happen. But it has happened. But it has before. happened. <laughs> um, so, you know, just keep your eye out if you're there, if you're around for sure. And then that's parks. But I do want to talk about just other Disney destinations because mm -hmm. this is something that I think is really important is a lot of people, when they think Disney, they just think Disney World, Disneyland, maybe a couple of the international parks. But those are the main two. And I would, you know, I get it. Like, those are the parks that I grew up going to. But there are so many other destinations that you can do with Disney, and there's just nobody else who does it better than Disney. It's just they just do travel best. So I do want to talk about there is a Sin River Cruise with Adventures by Disney. So river cruising is really awesome because... River cruising are smaller ships, and they can go where the bigger cruise ships can't. And so if you want to really dig into a destination, but you want to go to many different places and only unpack once, do a river cruise. Mm. It is so awesome. And so there is a Seine River Cruise that goes all up and down France, stops in Paris. You get to do things like going to the Monet Gardens, Go doing a Van Gogh experience, going to the Normandy beaches, like so many amazing things that if I was going to take a trip to France, I would want to go multiple places, not just Paris. So that would be right. an awesome option um, where you do get to do a lot of those things, but you only you don't have to worry about staying at, you know, 10 different hotels. You can just stay on your river cruise. And there's a lot included with that. On top of that, there's also, you know, if you do want a bigger ship, there are European itineraries with Disney Cruise Line. Again, a lot of people think Disney Cruise Line, oh, it's just for kids. That's 100% not true. We've said this multiple times. So many adults do this on their own. Yeah. Um, but I do think that if you are interested in taking your kids to do any sort of international travel, doing a cruise first would be a really good idea just because you can do a lot of things. It's contained. You can still get out and do shore excursions and things like that. But just a lot of the details are taken care of for you that you don't have to try to figure out with multiple children maybe. Um, and so it would be a great first experience to just really like have that as experience as a family, kind of dip your toe in the water, so to speak. Um, but there are some European cruises that do stop in France and do stop in Paris. And so that is definitely something to think about. And then with that, both with like the Sand River Cruise and the European Cruise itineraries with Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney does these I like to call them like mini trips. Um, they're called escapes, Adventures by Disney escapes. And instead of doing most Adventures by Disney trips are, you know, at minimum a week long. They're usually, you know, seven days up to all the way up to two weeks. Um, but with the escapes, these are perfect for if you're doing either a longer Adventures by Disney trip 
Or maybe you're doing a European cruise or a Sand River cruise or something like that, and you want to kind of dig deeper into one of these destinations, that's what escapes are for. So it's great for like pre or post cruise stay, also great for pre or post Adventures by Disney if you want to extend your trip a little bit and you're going to be in the area. So these escapes are usually just two or three days max. But there's a lot included in them. So like this Paris escape, it's like you get, you know, a guided tour through the Louvre. You get, you know, a, a, a food tour in Paris and some really fun things that, again, are done for you by a guide that you don't have to figure out. Um, and it's more like a VIP experience. So those are the park connections for Aristocats. And that was a perfect place to end because the, you know, our cats have to escape from Edgar. That's in the right. Movie. So, That's yeah. Right. So, there Paris you go. Escape. Paris there Escape. You go. Time for a kid tip. Hey! All right, Kai. So, what is our kid tip today? Fans. Fans. Like portable. Portable fans. Yeah. So, not being a fan of someone. Yeah. <laughs> and why is it helpful to have a portable fan with you when you because go to the park? Because if it's a hot day and you're riding a ride and, like, the weight's outside, mm. it's good to have a fan with you because you don't want to just be like, oh, it's so hot. You know, like, melting outside. Yes. Yeah. No one wants to be, like, Olaf melting. That's, that's true. But some people are worth melting for. Yes. But... In Orlando, it stays warm pretty much year-round. Yes. So it's good to have a plan to keep yeah. cool in those outside lines, yeah. like you said. Yeah. And it's also good to have, like, a fan and, like, a spray bottle, like, mm. both combined. Yeah. And I would say put ice in the fans in the, like, water squirt thing, too, to keep the water cold so it doesn't, like, feel hot. Okay, so get a fan that you can, is also a spray bottle. Yeah. And load it up with some ice to yeah. keep it nice and cool throughout the day. Yeah. That's a, that's very creative. That's a good tip. Yes. Hope you had a perfectly good time <laughs> visiting <laughs> the Aristocats. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> if so, don't forget oh to leave a review and be kind about my puns. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, you know, still leave a five-star review. Just take out that joke. Okay. <laughs> Next time, we're getting medieval with everyone's favorite arrow-shooting fox, Robin Hood. Oh, I can't wait for this one. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation. Or its subsidiaries. Nor NBC Universal. Or its subsidiaries. Nor Warner Brothers. Or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations. Or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only. Sorry. What was that? He burps. Very clap. No, I didn't. I slapped it. All right.
keeping it classy here mm-hmm. for the Aristocats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.